0: Service Professionals Podcast. I'm your host, Carissa, and with me today is our guest, Vanellis Ortiz Martinez. Vanellis is an account manager at Erico Services in Puerto Rico, and is also the winner of the SP Group 2022 Maintenance Sales Award. Thank you for joining me today, Vanellis.
1: Thank you, Carissa, for inviting me and for letting me share with you and your audience uh, the sales experiences that I had.
0: Absolutely. Thank you so much. Um, I'm going to start by saying congratulations on winning the Maintenance Sales Award. Thank you. <laughs> for For our listeners who may not be aware, um, SP Group presents awards every year at our Annual LEEDS Conference, and this past year, Vanellis was awarded the Top Maintenance Sales Representative Award. Uh, she achieved this by bringing in a total of $577,912 in HVAC maintenance contracts. And Vanella's just let me know that that's the contest because it runs from January to June. That's what she had sold. But for the total sales for the year, she brought in over one point two million dollars in maintenance contracts, which is amazing. So congratulations.
1: Thank you again.
0: Absolutely. Um, yes <laughs> i'm I'm not sure that all of our listeners fully understand the amount of, work and effort that goes into this kind of an accomplishment um but it's it's a huge accomplishment uh, 1.2 million dollars is a lot of raw maintenance dollars to be sold within a calendar year so what yeah. have you implemented in your sales process this year that you think led to your overall success
1: for me and for Assi, it was a very great year and but for me start that first quarter start very slow for me at the beginning because i have many opportunities in my pipeline but some of them were just moved to another quarters others were lost too and but for me the thing that i really implemented was very been very selective with the customers that i was working with um not only with the customers with the type of contracts that i was selling them and also um I always want to know what the customer wants, so I try to understand what is their need. So I, I'm trying always that it's not my sale, it's what they are buying, you know, so they have to feel that it's something that they create with me. And if I can do that, um, it, usually the, the results are what you see.
0: That's a great approach to it, um, coming at it from a consultative point of view uh, and working together with them. So they're part of the sale is huge. And exactly. And I know that you have a great working relationship with a lot of your accounts after you've sold the agreements as well and continue that level of customer service. So that obviously makes a huge difference. Um, and is. I also, I think that this isn't the first time that you've won the sales contest or at least been in the top three with SP group. Is that correct?
1: Yes, it is the first time that I won the the first the first prize or the yep. um but before in the last five years I I won um two times the second place and two times the fourth place. Wow. That's but great. this is my first time doing doing the the, the first one. The first oh, that's place.
0: That's amazing. That's amazing. So thank you. Let's I mean, see I this
1: year. Let's awesome. see this next year. <laughs>
0: Yeah, exactly. So that that's amazing to be in the top four that many times. So are there any things that you have implemented over the years, any best practices that you would mind to share uh, that have led to continued success year over year?
1: I think that my best um, practice, the first one is that I am Team asset. I believe in in the company that I work with, I believe in the services that we can provide and we are usually uh, in in innovation you know for for our customers. And but the, the best best practice that I think that I use is the qualification process. Because if I do that very well, I will know how to spend my time with the right customer or to offer them the right uh, offer or or service. So um, as I told you before, you cannot feel that it's your sale or what, do, what do you want to sell. You have to hear them, listen them, and try to, to do that perfect fit for them always. But I think that my my best practice, uh, belief in, in the company, belief in the services that we may provide, and also the qualification process. I'm very strict to that. I'm very attached to to that to those four questions that i have to do every time that i participate with a customer and i never go out from uh, from that first meeting uh, without those answers because that gives me the, the right face where where i am where i have to go or maybe this is not the time or this is not the opportunity or this is not the right person to talk with or maybe um, they have other motivations or they are only one me um price you know, and, and you usually we're not gonna be the shippers. So um the only way to add value to the process is knowing what they want.
0: Right. No, that's great advice. Um that qualification process is so crucial to the overall process of the sales. It is
1: you said. For me is it's like a Bible, you know, it, it's something that I that I'm very, very attached. And I encourage everybody that, that stick to it because you can have your own style or your own type of sale, all of that, and with all the products that the company have. but if you don't comply with that, you, are, you will invest your time in things that are not gonna go through maybe in that moment. Maybe it can be later, but maybe not now, and you are just losing your time at that Absolutely. point.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, time management is crucial in sales, and you're exactly. right, you don't wanna spend these processes take a long time for anybody who hasn't worked in made in sales before. It takes a long time. It's a, it's a long survey. It's a quoting process. It's a proposal process. It's a lot of meetings and you don't want to invest yeah. that in something that, you know, you could have discovered in the first meeting, <laughs> you know, isn't going to close. So yeah.
1: Exactly. Maybe you want that uh, in February, but maybe they are thinking that at the end of the year. So yeah. you can maybe start, uh, calling them back three months before of that, or anyway, you, you have to change the strategy that, that you have based on the, on the answers that they gave you, or maybe even it's not the right person who's the one that you are talking talking to, because maybe that person only is going to take the proposal uh, to other person, but you don't know how it's going to explain, how it's going to sell that proposal that is, that is yours. So yeah. it's, it's a very important step for me.
0: Of course. Well, I think everything that you just mentioned is um, extremely valuable and great advice. Um, and I know that you've taken part in a lot of the SP group trainings and seminars over the past few years. Was there one specific yeah. thing that you can think of that was a key takeaway from the sales training with SP group that you've been able to implement?
1: The, the, the first one that I learned, um, I started with the SP group uh, trainings 10 years ago. Uh, even then uh, Brad came to Puerto Rico and trained us and trained us how to do first calls or those questions that you have to ask, the script, and anyway, many things. But from that first thing, I got the thing about uh, try to avoid bids, <laughs> try to avoid the, the bids process uh, as something very important. But apart from that, Uh, stay stick to their process and and follow all the the steps and you will at the end you will get your your sale if you did it right
0: yeah for sure yes the bid process can uh, be i don't want to say a waste of time but it can be a very long process and a lot of time that you invest uh, in something that you know they're not going to go through our typical qualification process or our sales process right they're looking for a price and they're looking for it to be in a certain range. And that's that's really it. Whereas we want to go in and make sure that we're actively putting together, like you said, working with them and putting together a program that works for them, that's best for them and and really talking about those overall costs of owning and operating your equipment. Whereas in the bid process, you may not always have the chance to be able to do that. So that's also good.
1: are some bids that you have to participate because of the customer or the size or anyway but have to be something strategically selected that's why uh, the first thing that i told you was that I, I was being very selective with the with the customers that i work with um but because you sometimes at least here you have to build some some of the of the works you don't have any other choice but you can choose the ones that you have to to do that work all all of that paperwork, all of that qualifications, all of that things that they require, only at the end of the day, you are only a number for them. You are not adding any value usually. So if you choose uh, or you participate in some that you can think that you can add some value in the process, for example, I like to participate in the ones that I see that they are going to interview the participants, for example. That after you submit the proposal, you are gonna participate in a meeting. You can do like like that verification meeting. Just um, explain what you include, what you uh, have not include either, or how you will provide that service. You know, for me that that's very important. If we see that we can have that opportunity, we will go uh, direct to that to that process. But if not, maybe we can we can think about it.
0: Yeah. I think that's fair. (laughs) Do you you find that you um, get that opportunity to be interviewed very often on bids? Or does it not happen very often?
1: Depending of the type of customer, yes. For example, if it is a private customer, usually that's something that is going to happen. Because it's Mm -hmm. part of the process. They are having a bid because maybe their purchasing department is requiring uh, from them to do in that way. But they have, for example, first a qualification statement that you have to fill and you have to comply and you have to prove that you are a company capable to perform those works. That's the first yeah. thing. And if you can see in the very early beginning of that of that processes that you can have, uh, maybe not all of the one all, all of the participants will have that chance. But I I just want to know that maybe that the later two ones. <laughs> the least two ones will have that opportunity and yeah, 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 and it happened in the government things happen much less because yeah. they they have other other ways to do business and they have other parameters to to evaluate um customers and at the end of the day is price we know that but with the private sector yes we have that opportunity usual sure.
0: right yeah okay yeah Again. Great advice for anyone (laughs) in the maintenance sales world to keep an eye out for. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: Yes. I also know that you have a very close networking relationship with your team. Can you explain how that's helped the sales team grow? Because I know your sales are up over 20% this year. Do you uh, work in um, team sales settings?
1: Yes, we work in team sales settings. But the first thing is that, I love my team. <laughs> I love my teamwork. Yeah. I I love my my sales teams um because we are very able to work uh, and share our responsibilities or to share some technical things if we need it. Um usually when I go out if I see an opportunity that that I can share with other one because it's is more Uh, fit for that other person, of course, that I give it to that person. But we have a strategy called share of the wallet, too. That is when you have maybe um, maintenance for HVAC and you can add some other services to that customer, maybe power generators or maybe boilers or maybe um, controls. Anyway, many others. You can, um, of course, that is an opportunity to share those uh, knowledge or those opportunities with others, not only mine. So yes, we do that often.
0: Yeah, I think that's great. That's all part of that consultation with the customer and working with them to build that program (laughs) because it makes sense to bring in everybody who's an expert within your organization to help offer them as many services as possible. So I I know that you guys do a really great job with that. So I just wanted to commend you on that. and bring that
1: up because and I know when I... Uh, sometimes, I, yeah, no, sure. And in my case, for example, maybe if I need some technical skills for boilers, for example, that I don't know, and, and that cell is very, very technical usually, I yeah, ask yeah. Jancy and he can come with me. If I need uh, other thing for controls or for other trade, I can just, you know, call them and, and they will be with me. Or I, many times, I go with others that feel that, um i can you know share some of my my experiences with that customer and i can be value give value to their sale i usually go with them too
0: yeah that makes perfect sense to do it that way and i think that's that's a great approach that that you and your team take so when you're going um on these calls with on your own or with your team is there a specific industry that make up the majority of your sales are
1: you doing a for lot me of last yes. for me okay for me last year were um hospitals and medical device but okay. hospitals specifically okay. is um a market that the company itself uh is been dedicating many efforts for the last 3 years so it's some market that we are putting many efforts. Uh, we are going to their conventions. We are doing networking with them. We are uh, even in the golf tournaments. <laughs> we are participants. So, so we are trying to enter to that, to that type of customers, because that's um, a very regulated uh, type of industry too. And we may provide many of our services. As, as you know, we are a multi-service company. So in the same roof, we can provide uh, boilers, HVAC. We can uh, give maintenance to chillers. Or, anyway, we can add m- many more practices probably to that type of, of market or to customer. So that's something that we are that we are focused right now. And the last year definitely was hospitals for me.
0: Yeah, when I spoke with uh, Carlos, uh, Carlos. last month, I think it was, he had mentioned that you uh-huh. do such a great job of really, uh, I guess, nurturing those relationships with those specific industries. He had mentioned that yeah. there are times where you'll, you'll work with an organization for over a year sometimes to close that deal. It can be a long sales process, but he did mention it that is. you really make sure that you're embedded in that industry, and I think that... <laughs> That's that's also yeah. great to um, for people to hear as well because these sales don't just happen you know overnight. It can sometimes yeah. be a long yeah. process, like you had mentioned. You know, going to those golf tournaments and doing those networking events, all of those things add up to you know long term potential sales with these customers.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, they are. And I think that the average um, time of sale that I have probably is six months, but most of them, the most complicated can take nine months or, or a year. Most of yeah. them. So because if have many, many parts that is not only my customer and maybe have um, some, uh, they have, they need some approval maybe from Globe or, or from other matrix offices you know that that have to be many people um with us that's that's something that that get complicated and if they need more services and we try for example to give more value of the yesterday i was participating in a meeting that was a, that the lead was from my one of my coworkers. and I just participated because i i was thinking that I can add value to, to that to that meeting that he had and in that moment um, i was asking uh, all the, the the questions also but they tell me maybe they have to go call something someone from india for example or from other place that we have to share what we present with them and if we can just not only provide the, the hvac maintenance as, as the customer ask us i when when we end the call i call um, my coworker later and I asked him, did you ask him for the other contracts that they have um, for other trades or for maybe HVAC for, but specifically for chillers or for uh, cooling towers or for many other trades that maybe we can save them money uh, if, they, if they contract us, not only for the air handling units or why you have to keep only for that leader part of the business. Maybe is that what the customer want and it's okay with that. We can provide that, but maybe we have other ways to show them how they can um, save money uh, having those services with us because we have the children, we have, we can provide um, maybe in other frequencies, those services too. And that, and, and when we can do that, that, that's very, very amazing because we can start providing those um customers, other type of contract, other type of services. And it's a differentiation from other companies that do what we do, because we we cannot be only um, attached to uh, change filters or clean condensers, <laughs> you know? We have yeah. to do more, more things like that. So that's the difference.
0: For sure. Yeah, it's gonna bring more value to them when you have full ownership of their equipment, essentially. When exactly. you're maintaining it, Completely, yeah, like you said, not just responsible for changing out filters. I mean, you want to be able to be the people responsible for the overall maintenance and, um, you know, operation of that equipment. And you want to make sure that it's going to operate properly when they need it to. So um, that exactly. makes the like, perfect sense going in and trying to do a one-stop shop, really, right? As many services because- as you can bundle into one.
1: Exactly, because some of them have one contract for their handling units, another contract for the mini splits, another contract for the chillers, another con- and at the end of the day, they have like three or four or five contracts for the same system and and start a finger pointing. No, 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 it wasn't me. It is the chiller that is not working. No, 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 it wasn't me. It is the controls that doesn't work. No, 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 it wasn't me. The cooling tower that is not working right now. And yeah. when we have... Uh, that single responsibility under one company, you will not have. You will avoid in that finger pointing from the from the first step. <laughs> yeah, so I try absolutely. to feel that.
0: Yeah, saving the customer money all around, but mostly on on time and, and it is. effort that goes into continually calling and organizing exactly. service calls. It's it's one phone call. It's one point of contact. It makes a huge difference. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So before I change gears a little bit here and ask you a couple of different questions, I just wanted to kind of finish off on on maintenance sales here and just ask you um, your advice in terms of what do you think it takes to be a successful maintenance sales representative?
1: I think that the first thing, it has to be a listener. (laughs) Have to hear what the customer want. That's first. Uh, it can go there going, talk, 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 and don't hear what the customer have to say. That's the first thing. And be a team player, that's, that's also important. And be organized, follow, stick to the process and, and, and be organized with the process that, that you know that will make it yours and put your personal touch on, on it. But you have to, to be, stick to the process that you have to follow because at the end of the day, you will have the results.
0: Yeah, for sure. Organization is, is key and having a good system where you're keeping that yeah. information because you can't keep it all up here, it right? Is. You, you have yeah. to have a good process to where you're storing and logging yeah. all that information and, and being able to share that information with your organization as well. So those are yes. very key areas for sure. In
1: working. my case, I even sometimes go to a customer and I have um, in a side of my notebook or whatever I'm, I'm writing the, the notes um, the four um the D for decision maker, the sign of money for because I have to ask for the funds where they are gonna come. Mm-hmm. Or I have uh, other one for time. I, I put the T on it for mm-hmm. only to ask for the timeline. And and the fourth anyway, I, I forgot the fourth one, but I always put that on my on my uh notes because Maybe in the conversation, I forgot to ask something, but no, you have to go out uh, with that. And if you are not organized, you will not have that uh, information. You you will not have that information.
0: Yeah, that's a creative way of doing it, putting the little symbols across the top. I like
1: that. Yes, I do that. And and no one knows what I have there because I only put the D or the sign of money or the T for time, you know, or... You know, that's the only thing that I put, but for me, I understand what I I wanna say.
0: Yeah, no, that's clever, I like that. (laughs) Um, So one of the things I wanted to talk to you about as well is uh, I'm a strong proponent of women in the trades, uh, especially in HVAC. And I love that we're currently able to highlight your success as a female in the industry. Do you have any advice for women thinking of joining the trade or working in this field?
1: I um, think that we have to be courageous. <laughs> we have to, to be brave. You have to to try to think out of the box. We have to persevere. Uh, I love what Nicole, for example, shared with us in Colorado. We have fun there. <laughs> uh, when, what she uh, shared with us about uh, her journey, you know, how, how he get uh, where she is. And you cannot do that without courageous. So for me, that's the best word.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I, I know that when I so I had Carlos on the podcast, actually, and we were discussing how Erico has a number of female sales representatives, technicians and office employees, which is great. Um, so it's working so well at your organization. Why do you think? that women across North America may still be apprehensive to enter this industry?
1: I think that are probably lack of opportunities for women, probably. And if they don't know what to do or knowledge about the industry, maybe they have fear about what they are doing. So probably that, that, that are the, the response to your to your questions, but for me, for example, I'm very excited every time that a woman join our company. Yeah. Um, for example, last year, HR department in the company um, promote uh, us to participate in a certification that is named um, W Certified Companies, in which uh, the companies participate and are and in our case, we finally have the the great news that we were certified as a woman um, certified company, which means that we are a preferred employer for women. And we were the first construction service company having that award. So anyway, it was very, very, very great. Also, we create um, the IRECO Woman Network, in which includes all the women in the company, even the ones that are in U.S. Virgin Islands or the ones that are in Florida in the company in Florida too, and with them we provide them with seminars or trainings or trainings for leadership, for finances, for uh, life well balance uh, between work and, and life. Um, we even try to to provide uh, things for social awareness and participate on that. It's a it's a forum that they can speak or maybe they can share. Um, the, the things that they wanna hear in the company or the movement is something slow, but at, at least it's a starting point. You know, uh, it's something that is gonna be a journey probably uh, for the following years. But at least right now, it's 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 a it's a starting point. So I'm very happy with that.
0: That's great. I, no, I love that. It, it's a it's a big starting point. I think that that's amazing yeah. to have those seminars and offer that that training and have your your organization invest in you in that way i think that that's amazing yeah. and you're only going to attract more people to come to to work for you and and i think that's great exactly. um the the award that it's, that you received or the credentials for the the is it women-owned business or women, what is it called sorry no no no,
1: no it's not women-owned it's w certified women certified company but it's yeah. a company it's it's only a certification that come from medical devices, from commercial banks. Anyway, there are many industries in the island competing for the same, from the same award. And they send um, a survey for the women in the, in the company and you have to fill it. And at the end, they analyze the responses and all of that and they, Finally, in our case, they determined that we um, comply with the with the certification and that's something that we are using right now to attract new female talents to the company. Mm-hmm. And that's very, very powerful because um, at least at the beginning, when you enter to the company, you will see that, oh, they will hear me. They are taking care or or at least they have, you know, that um, leaders and you know, in mm-hmm. the in the past, so it is very great.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna have to look into that. Um, Do you know if that's across North America? Do you happen to know?
1: I don't know, but now in May, I think, they are gonna do something in Miami for that, uh, because the, the one that leads that certification um, it's for Latin America and, and other countries. So anyway, I know that, that this year is going to be there. I can share you some information about it. so maybe you can have. I invite Nicole to share their experiences um, um, with us, with our group too uh, in the company. Let's see if she can, if she can do that.
0: Yeah, that would be great. Um, absolutely, yeah. Well, yes. if you can share that information, that would be amazing. And I can even put some uh, a website in the show notes here if anybody else is interested in in looking at that organization because yeah. I think that's great. Um, yes, I was going to ask
1: It's you not know. a woman. It is not a woman's own because a woman, yeah. of course, that I it's not a woman owns company, but it's, it's only a, a certified that that you can that you are a preferred employee because you have to pass that that. Uh, anyway, journeys that make you be better, a better employer for those. Yeah. So it's based very... on
0: feedback from your current employees, current female employees. Yeah. Uh, filling out those that's... questionnaires. Yeah. No, yeah. That's, that's good to know. I was going to ask you if, if you thought there was anything that other contractors could do to get more women working for their organizations in commercial HVAC. But that would be a great one for people to look into so I'll definitely put the website in the in the show notes
1: yes I think that they have to be more inclusive um and try to eliminate some biases give more education to women implement the policies of um equal pay for equal job of course Mm -hmm. and make recognitions and anyway I think that those Mm -hmm. ones can Mm -hmm. can be can be good ones
0: yeah yeah for sure that's great well thank you so much for that information do you have any other additional thoughts or comments or anything else that you'd like to add
1: no i once again thank you for the opportunity thank you for this time i enjoyed a lot and always thanks to anyway in my case to to javier to carlos to all of them that always you know support me yeah so many thanks
0: well thank you so much for being on on the show and sharing your story and your advice and I'm so happy that we're able to highlight you on here and show your success and again, congratulations on winning the award and and even I was uh, I was surprised to hear that your total number was one over 1.2 million dollars that's that's amazing yeah. that takes a lot of hard work dedication to get that to get that done and that's that's great I hope you're really proud of well, that
1: yeah. Thank you, and I invite other other companies. You know, I, I see from the last years how how SP Group developed. You know, every time that we go to a seminar and we and you meet other people and look of those that maybe maybe some years ago I see them like a sales uh, consultants and they are now um, maybe operations managers. You know, so they grew in your in their career too. So. Also, hear that they have the same um, problems or the same challenges that we have here because we are geographically different, you know, and uh, yeah, and from other I speak group members. So it's very great.
0: Yeah, we're so happy to have you as part Thank of the, the team. And uh, your team is always active participants in all of the events, uh, all the seminars. Uh, everybody from your team is is great. They always have good advice to bring to the table. So. We love having you as part of the team and we look forward to this year. I wish you, you good luck with your sales numbers for this year. I guess you're off, to, you. off and running. It's February now. So, yeah, wish thank you the best of luck with that. Yes.
1: We start already.
0: <laughs> Get after it, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, thank you so much. And and thank you to all of our listeners as well. Um, be sure to check out the links that are in the show notes uh, for Erico as well as for the women's certification. And I will also link the service professionals website. Please keep an eye on that for any upcoming podcasts that we have each month. So, thank you uh, to all our listeners. And thank you, Vanellas.
1: Yes. Thank you, Ken. Good luck, too. (laughs) Bye bye. See you then.